Hello, my friends. It's Ryan from the Prolific Creator Podcast. Now, many of you have asked, hey, Ryan, how do I support the show? Well, I finally listened. Starting today, you can subscribe to the Prolific Creator Plus on ACAST Plus for $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. No apps to download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Get access to the entire archive of Prolific Creator Awesomeness. Over 160 episodes going back to 2017. Yes, that's right, my friends. A plethora of information and inspiration, tips, tricks, and interviews to get your art and work into the world. Remember those ads? Say bye, bye, bye. Wait, there's more. For $5 a month, you can get access to the full prolific creator experience. This includes the full archives, early access to episodes, listener Q&A, book and movie reviews, and interviews not for the public, and perhaps any other awesomeness I might do on the microphone. Sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it does, Ryan. If you want to listen for free, you'll notice the last 50 episodes or so will always be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, by subscribing today, you don't have to download any new apps, and you can simply keep listening on the podcast platform you prefer. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website, and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show. Have you tried finding tickets for any live event lately? It's impossible to keep up and prices are crazy. That's why you have to check out Gold Star. Gold Star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals. Concerts, live theater, comedy, dance, food fests, immersive experiences. You name it, Gold Star has access to special deals you won't find anywhere else with savings of 50% or more. Go to goldstar.com and use code DCPOD to save $10 on your first purchase. That's goldstar.com, code DCPOD to save $10. Episode number 101, Susan Neal stops by the show. She is a nonfiction writer in the health and wellness and fitness space and also the Christian market. And you are going to love this interview if you are a nonfiction writer. And even if you're not a nonfiction writer, Susan Neal is a great person. And I hope you enjoy our conversation. Let's go. Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast, where speed's the name of the game. Follow an indie author and publisher and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on writing fast, writing often, and writing well. So you can do the same. Here's Ryan. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast. This is your host, Ryan J. Pelton, the podcast dedicated to helping you write fast, often, and well in no particular order, helping you get unstuck, helping you get those words on the page and building a life with your words and your art. And uh, really glad that you're here. So however you found us, so glad that you found us. Another great episode today. Susan Neal is on the show, nonfiction writer, and is going to drop some serious writerly truth bombs on us today, writing in the health and wellness and Christian markets. And there's just a ton to unpack with her today. And I'm really excited to share that with you in just a moment. Now, first I need to share a little update of my new obsession, my new love. And this is going to sound a bit odd, but if you are a writer of any kind, uh, aspiring writer, a current writer, a wannabe writer, 
I have a new obsession and it is typewriters. Yes. Typewriters, my friends. I don't know if you know what a typewriter is. I am that strange age, that weird age. I'm kind of in the middle. So I remember typewriters. I remember actually using a typewriter when I was a kid and I remember using a typewriter, I think up till like junior high. And then we started kind of phasing into computers, these things that apparently we use now, but I'm just this weird age. I, I don't remember manual typewriters, but I do remember a Sears electric typewriter that I used to type away at as a kid in my room and pretend that I was a novelist. And, uh, it was a great fun and I love the sound of the typewriter. I love the, the tactile nature of the typewriter. And so something kind of weird happened was I was checking out some typewriters, watched a fantastic documentary called California typewriter. If you haven't seen it, it's amazing. And, uh, learned that Tom Hanks has a typewriter obsession. So I was perusing, browsing. Maybe this has happened to you before. Maybe it hasn't. I don't know, but on eBay and, uh, you know, found a little typewriter. It was, it wasn't that expensive. And I thought, Oh, that, that's a pretty good deal. And, uh, made a little bitty bid on the, on the typewriter really had no intention of winning the bid. And it was a very low bid and didn't really think much of it, but then realized that the bid or I should say the auction was ending soon. And well, lo and behold, I am the owner of a nice antique typewriter, a Hermes 3000, which is a Swiss typewriter. It's an antique 1962. Um, it's, it, it's, it's actually kind of a mass market typewriter, so it's not that expensive, but, but it's a beautiful typewriter. And I have an obsession with typewriters now. Uh, I don't know if it's just, we're, we're just such the digital age and we've lost our bearings, the, the tactile nature, the slowness, the inefficiency of a typewriter, but there's just something about tapping away on those keys and getting that feedback, no screen to look at. And so I'm going to be using my typewriter. Uh, I'm not going to probably be writing any novels or long nonfiction books with it, uh, but I'm hoping to write some letters and some poems and uh, some other shorter stuff uh, to get, get into the typewriter. My kids like the typewriter. They've been tapping away on it too. So you know, that people that has nothing to do with anything, but I think we all need to go back to typewriters. I think there's something beautiful about it. And I know some writers, uh, even write longhand. I've been doing that a little bit more too. Just something about getting tethered to the earth, tethered to the, to, to the paper, to the pencil, to the mind, to the heart, to the soul. I, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like the more and more we're just inundated with, with media and staring at screens and, you know, this kind of fake world, it's good to kind of be in the real world again. And so that's my ode to the typewriter. So without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Susan Neal. Welcome everyone to the Prolific Writer Podcast. It's your host, Ryan Pelton, and I'm so thankful today to have Susan Neal on the show and uh, look forward to hearing from Susan. And one of the promises I made uh, this year for the podcast was to have uh, more nonfiction writers. Uh, we've had quite a few, but uh, quite a few fiction writers. So Susan is a nonfiction writer in the Christian market, fitness, health space, and I'm really excited to talk to her about her story. She has a really fascinating story that I think you're going to love. And so Susan, why don't you say hello and uh, tell us what your favorite uh, candy is. <clears throat> uh, chocolate covered nuts. 
I like to melt 70% Ghirardelli chocolate and pour in all sorts of nuts and seeds and then put them on wax paper like drops, like cookie size, and they are delicious and nutritious. Wow, that was very, very specific. So I like that. Um, you know, I should ask you the candy question as the, you know, the health expert. So, uh, <laughs> so, so why don't we just jump in right there and, and talk a little bit about, I know p- part of your story has to do with around your health and losing your health. And, uh, and that's kind of what sprung, sprung you into writing some books. And uh, so, yeah, why don't you begin there? Talk us a little bit how you kind of started writing. Well, um, I started in the, um, first I started by writing a book, Scripture Yoga. I was a Christian yoga teacher and I like started, you have to start somewhere. So I started where, where I, with what I was doing, what I knew. So I wrote Scripture Yoga and then next um, there was like 90 gorgeous photos that I had worked so hard on there. And um, one of my writing coaches said, you know, reuse content. So I took the photos out of there and I made a, a non-Christian book called Yoga for Beginners. And um, it, the, the rest of the content, all the verbiage was completely different. It was only the photographs that were the same. So then I had two yoga books that I produced both in 2016 in the same year. And that's how I began. And I was, I was listening to your podcast back in 2017, just thinking, oh my gosh, how could I ever write three or four books in a year? I mean, some of these people just pump it out. (laughs) Just like, oh my God, I could never do that. And now I can't believe it. I've written four books in 13 months. So um, I I did it. I became a prolific writer and I am so surprised. Well, that, you know, that's a great uh, part of your story just because, you know, so many people don't think about those creative ways to be more prolific. Like, Hey, I have this book and I already have some content. Maybe I can kind of repurpose it or, you know, try things at a different angle. And yeah, that's a, that's, you know, a way to kind of get more work out into the world. You know, if you have a bunch of, you know, short stories, maybe you can break them up or create a collection or, you know, if you have some blog posts around a a topic that's popular, you know, you, you kind of do it that way. And that's, that's how I started. I mean, almost eight years ago now, one of my first books was just a series of blog posts that people liked. And I just kind of used that as the template and kind of went from there. Um, so that, that's a great uh, insight into how, you know, people can find ideas and content and a- different angles on things and kind of get, get those words out on the page. So, uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you, you've written this, this book about health and uh, dieting and fitness. And uh, obviously that, that's something that's, that's near and dear to your heart. And so why don't you talk a little bit about, I know part of your story is there was a time in your life when you, you lost your health and uh, weren't sure if you'd ever really be healthy in any way. Um, to talk a little bit about that part of your story and how that kind of led to a book. So that was eight years ago. And um, I had a, um, um, a crown placed on a tooth. I had a cavity, had to have a crown placed on a tooth. Little did I know this tooth went abscess and I had 10 medical diagnoses. Oh my gosh, it was just devastating. So it was November of that year that I had the crown placed. And then in December, I started experiencing depression January, I started having two menstrual cycles a month. March, um, I was like craving chocolate all the time. And um, by April, I had two ovarian cysts. May, adrenal fatigue. June, um, I started having like flashes of light in my um, when I turned my 
head sharply to the left. That ended up being a hole in my retina and they had to do emergency laser surgery um, of my eye because um, a hole in your retina is one of the leading causes of blindness. So I still have lost that little part of sight in my... So in August, I went to the dentist and they found um, that I had a um, abscess of my tooth. I had like a little pocket above this tooth and it had been draining just uh, putrid fluid um, into my gastrointestinal system. I was just uh, all messed up in there. Then, um, so I had to have an emergency root canal. I had to have um, a steroids, uh, two weeks of antibiotics. After that, I was so depleted and drained. I went back to the doctor. I had low vitamin D. I had, um, I was anemic. So, you know, they're giving me adrenal fatigue vitamins, 15 of them a day. I'm getting vitamin D. I'm getting iron supplements and progesterone cream for hormonal issues. Had to have surgery to remove uterine polyps, but you know, there was not much else the doctors could do. And I am a registered nurse. I have a master's in health science and an MBA. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use some alternative methods here. So I went and had a chiropractor, massage, acupuncture, and a colonic irrigation. And, um, my bowels seem to be all messed up. So a colonic irrigation is like having a royal enema. And the therapist, colonic therapist, found that I had um, a candida infection in my colon. And even though I was a nurse, I didn't even know what a candidiasis was. So I went to my internal medicine doctor, and he didn't know how to treat it. So candida is a yeast, and we have that in our gut, and normally we have a normal balance of probiotics and a normal balance of yeast, but when we take steroids, antibiotics, pesticides in our foods, things like that, it causes the probiotics to die. Well, we were never trained, I was never trained growing up, that after you finish a round of antibiotics, what you should do is you should take a whole bottle, one a day, of a good probiotic with at least 10 different strains of the good microorganisms in it. Well, I didn't know that, and this one just depleted me, and so um, I had to go on an anti-candida diet for the next eight months, and I couldn't eat any wheat, sugar, corn, rice, no fruit, and because candida loves sugar, carbs, and alcohol, and I was craving all the above, and so um, you have to starve the guy. You can also take a candida cleanse to kill this um, overgrowth of candida, and, but it really dominates your appetite. It's like um, having a monster grow inside of you and you can't stop yourself from eating. So I was willing to do anything to get my health back because for 50 years I had had great health. And then um, I did. I did this uh, diet for eight months and slowly I regained my health. And then um, years later I was like, you know what? I know how how hard it is when you don't even want to get out of bed. You know, you are so exhausted. I would go to the grocery store and I couldn't even put the, put the groceries away. 
as somebody else had to do it. So um, I understood it, and so I have a very empathetic heart, and um, my, um, my motto is to inspire others to reclaim their health because 50% um, of Americans have one chronic illness, and 40% suffer with obesity. And it's like, what can I do to help reclaim the health for all of us? So I wrote the book, uh, Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates. And it won a SEWA award um, last May at the largest Christian writers conference in the United States. It won first place with the highest award at that conference. And since then, it's been selling um, 400 books a month or 1,000 books a, a quarter. And it's doing very, very well. Well, that's great. I, you know, that that's your story is really about you know where writing kind of begins. It, you know, it's it, we're always you know wondering you know what ideas do I have, what expertise do I have. But I, I love the fact you just took a really hard time of life and said, you know, what could I share? What could I, you know, how could I help other people? And and that's that's kind of what where where it begins. You know, um, obviously before that you weren't a you know expert in necessarily in you know dieting and exercise and health and all that. I mean, obviously you're RN and went to school and things, but um, but the reality is you, you you shared your story and that's the most powerful thing and and just showed people that hey you can get healthy you can get back on track. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit, what has been some of the response to the book? I mean, people that have, have read it, have used it, have found, you know, results from it. I mean, how, how has it kind of helped people um, in, in a variety of ways? Some people write me and they, they lose 15 pounds in three weeks. Um, others are like, I have just reclaimed, you know, victory. I am doing this. Um, I have a closed private Facebook group called Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates, and it's in the front of my book. Like in the first page of my book, I put, you know, your free gift to get on my mailing list. I have a closed Facebook group, and I am available every day answering their questions, encouraging them, boosting them, and I get all sorts of different questions that I'm able to, you know, field and answer. And um, so it's been a very, very positive response. So what, what has, uh, you know, since your, I mean, you said that was eight years ago um, when you're kind of walking through this, uh, you know, what has this kind of been something you've had to kind of keep up to kind of keep your own, you know, health and, and, you know, uh, dieting and exercise and energy at a good, good level. I mean, was this something that you realized, like, I have to do this, I have to keep doing this, or was it just to kind of get over your original, um, you know, stomach issues or what, what have you? It was both. Um, what like because of the illness, I, um, I I still have to take adrenal fatigue vitamins every day, and if I end up going to a bunch of conferences like close together or vacations and conferences, and I overdo it, I'll have to increase it to twice a day. But but at one point it was five times a day, so once or twice a day is not bad. And then um, I feel as though I'm more susceptible to candida infection. So I take a probiotic daily. And I had an ear infection this past winter and had to go on a couple different antibiotics to finally get rid of it. I'm so upset because it's like, oh, no, it's going to mess up my gut floor again. 
Well, I bought four different bottles of probiotics and I've been taking two a day and I've made sure all of them have 10 different strains of, of my good microorganisms and I alternate which ones I take because I know that I am very susceptible to this and I need to be very careful and I continue to do so. Now, I can't overeat and indulge in the sugar or I feel like the candida starts to grow. So, so let's take, go back a, a step is, you know, we've, we've, you've talked about a couple of books you wrote uh, before the seven steps to get off uh, carbs and sugar. And l- let's talk about the actual process. So you had the idea, you're like, Hey, I'm going to write this book. What was that like? I mean, where, where did you go? Where did you look You know, what was your models for doing this? How, how did you say, okay, I'm going to write this book. Um, where do I begin? Talk us through that, uh, that kind of uh, process. Well, I had been writing probably since 2012 and I'd written, you know, oh, I tried fiction and then I wrote a Star Wars Bible study and then I published my two scripture yoga, my two books on yoga in um, 2016. So in 2017, I was like, okay, my Star Wars Bible study didn't get picked up. What am I going to do? And I had the idea for seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates because my sister had just become gluten sensitive and she needed to get off of bread and wheat. So I developed the seven steps and she was very successful. So I had written them down and everything for her. So I just kind of had that outline. And I just went from there and started writing and I incorporated her story in there. I incorporated my story in there because with nonfiction, you want to weave in stories, you know? Um, So you don't want to, you know, just have it all nonfiction because that's boring. So I did that. And then I knew I needed a really good editor. So I went to the director of a large writers conference and I contacted them and uh, she had an editorial company and she referred me to a nonfiction Christian editor. I sent my um, manuscript to her. She lost 25 pounds and I won the Seattle Award at the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference. I love that. And my my how I write is uh, when I'm on because we have a lot of juggling to do between marketing and write, manuscript writing. But when I'm into manuscript writing, my best time is ten to two. So um, I did a test before. Um, I used to work at Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, and I did some kind of test. And it was like ten to two is my best time of day. So it's like okay, if I want to write an article or if I want to, you know. Um, do my Facebook posts or emails. I do that from eight to 10, but 10 to two is my writing time. Cause that's when I am my best. And so I write. And then the next day I read what I wrote the previous day to get me into sync of where I was. And then I just let it flow for the next four hours. And I just do that day after day, that 10 to two. And Um, and then I just read what I've done from the previous day. And I always also put my stuff in grammarly.com. I really like that because it helps me to use, um, active verbs versus, um, passive verbs and different word choices and commas. 
etc. No, I like that. I like you have a, a, I like the process of, you know, there's something about coming back to that work. You know, people always say, you know, staying motivated, staying excited about your book. But I think when you come back to the page and say, okay, what have I, what have I written? Kind of, you know, clean some things up and then jump right back into it. It really kind of keeps you in the flow. Um, and you know, that's a lot, you know, what we try to teach here, you know, as far as being a prolific writer is there's, there's something about keeping that book project in a, in a succinct, you know, level, um, in a, you know, kind of, uh, shortened time span, if you will. Um, just because, you know, the longer it takes, the more demotivated we become. And, and that's, I think, so, so important when it, when it comes to, you know, just, just being excited about the book, getting the book, book done, finishing the book, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that's, that's the, the key of, you know, being prolific is to kind of keep those, those habits, you know, daily, you know, 10 to 10 to two, that's my writing time, keep polishing it, working at it. And then it stays really fresh in your mind. Cause I think that's where you're, you're most creative and you're, you're really telling the story or, or getting your message across. Uh, no, I really like that. So um, the other thing that you said that was really interesting about process is knowing yourself. You know, you said you figured out, you know, 10 to two really is your sweet spot. And I think a lot of writers don't, don't take that to heart is they assume, you know, I'm an early riser and yet they realize that's just not the time to write or, you know, I'm a, I'm a night owl and you might be, um, but to really figure out like where, where is that, that prime time to write? And obviously not for everybody, you know, 10 to two might not work for everybody because of work or other responsibilities, but, but yeah, is it morning? Is it afternoon? Is it over lunch? Is it, you know, the weekends? Um, you know, I know a prolific writer that she only writes on the weekends, but just writes a ton and cause that's just the season of life she's in. Um, so that's, that's really helpful. Uh, Susan, just to kind of know yourself, know thyself. I think we had an episode about that. Um, know what season of life you're in too. Um, you know, do you have little kids running around or are they all out of the, out of the house? Do you have, you know, a, a 80 hour week job, you know, do you have health issues, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, thanks for, for sharing that. So, so you found a, so you found an editor, um, which is really wise, um, because, you know, we need good editors and other people to look at our work. Um, and then once you had the, the, the book completed back from the editor, what was kind of the, the strategy, at least for you, for your marketing? Like, how are you going to get eyes on your, on your work? What, what's been kind of, kind of working for you? Obviously you've been selling a lot of books. So, so talk to us, talk to us about that. Um, and before I get right to the marketing, I want to tell you with my editor, what we found is it's best, like I just sent her, I'm working on my seventh book, Solving um, the Gluten. It's a, it's a gluten book. So I, um, I just sent her the first 14,000 words. So that's like the first three chapters. And it's like a fourth of the books. My books, nonfiction, are going to be around 40,000 words. So um, I'm going to get that back from her and incorporate all that in, and then I'm going to write the next one. So we're going to kind of go back and forth and back and forth with that. So for marketing, okay, as writers, we need to be jugglers, okay? One ball is up in the air, that's our manuscript. The next ball up in the air is, um, you know, our marketing. Okay, so for my marketing right now, I'm on a guest blog, a guest podcast tour. So I have um, scheduled over 20 interviews on just totally different types of podcasts, you know, from health to being an entrepreneur to a writer podcast, all sorts, because you're going to find so many different um, readers, you know, who, who may be interested in my books through, through the podcast. So I'm doing that. And then um, 
What my goal was the very first year, I, I published Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates in December of 2017. So 2018, my goal was to be on one podcast, write one article, and write one guest blog post every month for the whole year. I did that with articles. I did that with guest blog posts. And I probably only did one a quarter for the podcast. That was harder for me. So at the end of 2018, I started working on acquiring how to um, reach more podcasts for guests interviewed. So um, that, that has been my approach. What magazines can I write for? I don't get paid. I don't, get, I don't care if I get paid or not. I want to get my word out there. I want to get um, my bio out there. I want to be in online magazines. I want to be in print magazines. How, so I go to writers' conferences and I meet editors. So um, I'm, I've met, you know, one Christian Voice, Charisma, um, Christian Broadcasting Network, CBN, uh, Southern Writers Magazine. I met all the editors of those at writers conferences writers conferences are so important networking getting to know people it's very much who you know in this business and so um i met them i pitched topics they said yes i sent them my um articles and i'm in print so i feel as though my articles are just just almost as important as my books but I can take so much information out of my books and create an article with it. I mean, you know, one on candida, another one on food addiction, you know, another one is emotional issues and dealing with food. I mean, I have so many topics I can pull out. So what I do is I go into my manuscript, I get those paragraphs that deal with that topic. I copy it, I put it into a Word document, I start from there, and I add a story, and I work into it, um, my article. Oh, I like that. That, that There's a lot, lot to uh, unpack there. I think, you know, one, uh, podcasting, yes, obviously you're on this podcast, and uh, I mean, that's that's why I started this, this podcast, was to obviously help writers, but to also expose, you. you know, readers to uh, great authors and people that they've never heard of. And because the, the reality is, you know, we're not, none of us are Stephen King. None of us are, you know, name your favorite author. Um, you know, and we have to do the hard work, right? We have to get out there. And so, uh, you know, podcasts are great. Uh, I mentioned to Susan earlier, just how, you know, people can listen to them anytime, any place. They may not even hear this podcast for another month and yet they go, Oh, Hey, there's a, there's a book. I, there's an author and a, something I'm struggling with. I got to go check that out. So it's, it's always evergreen, which is really great. Um, I like that. And then the article one too, it's, it's just about, you know, exposure. Um, you know, you don't have to get paid for it, but it's just saying, Hey, here, here, here I am. Here's my message. Um, and I liked how you said you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just, you go into your manuscript, obviously you've been talking about these things, writing about these things, you know, you kind of craft it into something that's online, you know, more online readable, uh, a little more, maybe shorter, uh, more digestible, and then you share it. And then there you go, you know, another opportunity to get, get more eyes on it. So, um, so I, I love that too. Um, and, and, you know, going to conferences, uh, so give us a little insight into going to conferences. Um, you know, what does that look like? You just got a big bag of your books and you're just like, here I am, read my books. Um, 
you know, sign yeah. me to your, your publishing house. You know, what, what does that look like? I mean, how do you meet people? How do you, you know, what's, what's some, some wise tactics for those that, that go to conferences? What should they be doing? Well, you, you know, you sign up, you attend a conference and, um, you, then you go and you make appointments with publishers, editors, and agents. So publishers, um, and you want to bring a one sheet, which is like your pitch. So, um, you know, my book and my bio and my photograph on a one sheet that you give a publisher and you're pitching, you have about, you know, a minute to tell them what you're pitching, what your book is about, and then see if they would be interested in receiving your book proposal. And so you want to do that. And then if you, uh, then you also want to meet with editors for magazines and you want to go there ahead of time, look and see what their magazines are about, and then have some ideas of what you could write an article about. And um, then, you know, meet with them and go over those ideas and see if uh, you could send them some articles. And then agents, um, I, uh, how I got my agent is before a conference, sometimes the faculty uh, provides uh, a critique of your work if you pay them. So I chose this um, agent that I thought might like my Star Wars Bible study. He just looked, um, you know, like, like it was from that era. And uh, I sent it to him to critique it. And then I met with him at the conference because I received his feedback. He loved it and he ended up becoming my agent. So now that I have an agent, um, like with my seventh, my first six books are six self-published. Now with my seventh book, I'm hoping to get it traditionally published, so I'll be a hybrid author. And so after I get my 14,000 words back from my editor that I've sent to, I've already written my book proposal. In fact, I'm in a writer's critique group, and we met today. And there's six of us, and they all edited my book proposal, so I'm incorporating their feedback in. I'll add the first three chapters that have been professionally edited by my editor, and I'm attending the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference in Asheville, North Carolina next month, and it is the largest Christian Writers Conference in the U.S., and I will have my book proposal in hand to hand off to any um, publisher I meet with, but in addition, I'll send that to my agent, and my agent sells it to, you know, sends it to, it's a general market book. This one's non-Christian. So he's sending, going to be sending it to all different sorts of general market publishers. So give us a little, uh, I know there's a lot of questions I get from others as far as agents go, is how to find an agent or what, should you, what questions should you be asking, uh, you know? Because uh, I think a lot of writers get, you know, they get excited. Oh, somebody's interested in, you know, representing me. But, but, but how do you, how do you kind of build that relationship? I mean, when, when this person approached you or you heard about this person, I mean, how did you know, like, this was the right, right person for me? Um, any, any insights on that? Well, for he and I, he read my, my, my Star Wars, you know, book and he, he loved it. And we were both Star Wars geeks. So we kind of ended off with that. And then he didn't give me a, he was actually a very uh, sought after agent. He didn't give me a, um, he didn't offer to be my agent until at that conference, my Star Wars Bible study won third place in Bible studies. 
And the next morning he handed me a contract because that shows, okay, she can write, you know, that. So you want to enter contacts because my seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates, it won the seal award. So you want to be established as a, an author who writes well. And you do that through um, going to conferences and entering your books in um, contests. That's good. Yeah, no contests are, there's so many too of uh, available. I, I, I don't know if you subscribe to like writer magazine or any of those, but uh, they're always having, you know, book contests, short story contests. I mean, just opportunities to kind of, and I think, uh, I don't know about you, but like something about contests, it kind of pushes you a little bit knowing, you know, either you're going to enter into this contest or, you know, you really want to write something good or, or just see, you know, is this book any good? You know, what do people think about it? And it, you know, sometimes can be that confirmation that you're looking for, you know, those little, little things of feedback really keep us going. And uh, especially when we're, we're just starting out. Uh, so yeah, thanks for, for sharing that, Susan. Uh, so conferences have been great, you know, podcasting articles, um, anything else? Um, I know you're on social media and this is always a question I like to ask my guests just because everyone has different opinions on how effective social media is for books, marketing, you know, that kind of thing. How, how do you use uh, social media for your, your platform, if you will? Well, um, I have um, my personal Facebook page. I have a scripture yoga Facebook page, healthy living series Facebook page, and a closed seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates Facebook group. Very active on Facebook. Um, I have, I might have 2,000 followers, something like that. So Susan Uniel, N-E-A-L. And then on, I have a LinkedIn account. Probably have 900 followers there. I have a Twitter account. I tweet probably four times a day. I have, um, well, Google Plus is going down now. Let's see, I have Instagram account. I've been really working on that one. And I have Pinterest. So basically, I, I think I've, I've hit basically them all. And my secret as an author is using postplanner.com. Postplanner.com is a scheduling um, platform, and so you can use it. I use it for my two Facebook pages, and I use it for Twitter. And then it schedules out my posts because I write lots of different um, magazine articles. I get them back or guest blog posts, and I want to schedule them out. Well, I, I do like maybe once every three days. I don't want to bombard people. So it's just every, you know, every few days I, and I have an article or if I don't haven't written one, well, then I look and I find one that's really interesting and intriguing that's going to benefit. We want to benefit our readers. How can I help you? And, and that it's like we have to get over the attitude of, oh, I'm bothering them or they don't want to hear from me or I'm just trying to promote myself to how can I benefit them? What can I do to help them to improve their health and weight? That is my mission. And, and that's my focus with social media. Yeah. So adding, you know, benefit, adding value to them, helping them. That's a different little switch, right? It's how can I serve them? How can I help them? Not buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. But, you know, I want to, I want to help your life be better than it was. Um, I want to help your health and your weight. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a little, almost just a little mind trick that we have to kind of do. Cause I think marketing becomes this kind of sleazy, 
you know, salesy thing where it's just, you know, look at me, look at me. But, you know, I think those days are going away just because people spot that out when they don't, when they realize that you're not being authentic, you're not being true about, Hey, I really care about this. Cause when the, people see that you care about whatever your subject is, they will be drawn to that. Um, you know, that Susan really has a story to say, to, to share. And, you know, she has gone through these things and I want to help you too. Like that'll come across if you're just scammy or spammy. I mean, people know that pretty quick that it's just about, I want to make a few bucks. Um, so yeah, thanks for, for sharing that. I know social media is always a, a challenging thing. I, I don't know if social really sells our books, but I think it keeps us in front of people and gets, it gives us an opportunity to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. Here's my message. Here's what I'm about. Um, and I think if it's done well, it can be very highly relational. It can be you know, done in a way that's not, like you said, you know, am I bothering them? You know, are they always, you know, hearing from me? And it's like, yeah, if all they're hearing is buy my book, buy my book, yeah, they'll just tune you out. But, um, but if you are offering them something they want, uh, it, it goes very, very well. Um, and I have met, I have met some strategic relationships through um, social media. About 15 months ago, I saw an author on Twitter who was, just um, publishing a book. So I uh, messaged her back and then I ended up buying her book and writing a review. And oh my gosh, she's my, one of my best followers now because I was helping her out at the beginning of her launch and I didn't even know her. And she's posted on social media when she made my granola and a, and a picture of my book and just was just marvelous supporter. Um, another one, Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. She, um, I just, uh, messaged her on Twitter and I saw she had a podcast. Well, I asked her if I could be on her podcast. You know, it doesn't hurt to ask. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know what? You, you end up, you're friends with a lot of people I'm friends with. And, and so I ended up being on her podcast. And um, so another person, Lori Hatcher, who um, is an editor for a magazine, I met her on Facebook Ended up the next month uh, meeting her at the Blue Ridge Conference last May. We had uh, lunch. We, we shared a meal one time and talked a lot. And now um, I've been in her publication, a quarterly print magazine, three times this year. So you just, you know, social media, it does work for connections. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. I, I like that. Uh, you know, and I also like just, it sounds like you're making kind of a, you know, digital in-person uh, marketing. You know, it's, it's that like in-person stuff still does work, right? It's social media leads to that lunch. That's actually a face-to-face -face that leads to, you know, and going to conferences in person. And uh, a lot of my friends too, that I just was talking to a couple of friends and they said, they just went to this conference and sold a ton of books and it was in person. And it's like, Oh, you know, we always think it's only media. It's only internet. It's only, you know, and they, they, they moved a bunch of books. And, and so, yeah, face to face, you know, life to life does still work. Um, so, so Susan, tell us a little bit about, I know you've been, you know, working, writing in the, you know, health and fitness space and trying to help get people healthy. Um, but you've also been kind of getting into a little bit of like author coaching and helping people with their own books and kind of get their, their messages out there. So how's that been, been going for you? What, what are the kind of the clients that you've been working with? You know, how have you been kind of helping them kind of get their, their work out into the world? Well, um, so many people just are well, so many writers, you know, we want to write, we don't want to have to do the social media thing. 
So I've kind of figured out the social media. So I'm able to guide. And um, I've even like done like a, a, a course uh, with my writers group. Okay, well, let's start at A before we go to, you know, M or N, you know, so that we can, you know, take social media, you know, just a little at a time. And then with um, marketing and just tons of contacts and reference to here, you could, this article would be perfect to go here in this magazine or this one. Here's the email address. Tell them that I sent you. And um, so that goes for articles, guest blog posts, podcasts, uh, you know, because they're looking for content too. I mean, a lot of them, they don't, they don't pay. So they're, they're looking for, you know, um, sources of content as well. And um, also I really have a heart and a passion for helping a person find their genre. It took me like five years to figure out my genre is healthy living. It's to help people improve their health and their weight and I was trying, you know, the, the Star Wars, I was trying fiction, I was, you know, I was doing devotions, I mean, I was trying all sorts of stuff, and it just wasn't working. And so I, um, I'm very authentic. I wrote a, um, a blog post on Sweet Tea Blog, and it's like how I found my writing path through rejection. Because all the rejection, 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 it was like, okay, those were closed doors. I wasn't supposed to go in that avenue. Because this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, I am, um, you know, I, I have an organic garden, fruit orchard. I mean, I'm this healthy living person and, and I live it. So um, I, I love to, to teach other people about that. And I love to teach other people how to uh, market their writing, how to improve their writing, how to find their genre. No, I, I love the uh, finding the genre part uh, is such a, I think a key, key piece for a lot of writers. And I think because when they find kind of their sweet spot, they, they really get motivated and they, they really begin to love, you know, what they're writing. And, you know, like you said, I mean, maybe you loved writing about Star Wars and the Bible, that's fine. Um, but, you know, when you really found, you know, that you're helping people lose weight and get healthy, it, it almost, not that it becomes easy, but it's, it's a lot easier to come up with ideas. It's a lot easier to kind of stay in that lane when you feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's, it, it can become a lot easier. Uh, and that, that's, that's huge for a lot of writers. Um, you know, just kind of figuring out, yeah, what's my lane? Where, where do I, where do I fit? What do I like to read? What do I like to write? Um, those aren't always the same thing, but usually they are, or how am I living? What can I offer the world? That kind of thing. Um, no, thanks for, for sharing that. So, uh, so Susan, one question I'd love to ask our writers and, uh, it, it's a, a common question, but it's what I call three truths. And so let's imagine, you know, all of your blog posts uh, vanish into the ether, all your books disappear. Nobody can read anything about who you are, what you've done, but you have a, an open microphone to tell the world three truths um, about writing, uh, about life. What, what are the three truths that you would want to, to share with them, um, whether they're just starting writing or they've written a, a ton of stuff? What are some things you would want to encourage them with? <clears throat> okay, so follow your heart. So follow your heart. Um, so and write like kind of like for me, it was writing what I live. So, um, you know, if you're involved, then you got a bunch of teenagers and, uh, you know, I was reading all this YA, um, <laughs> love the YA um, genre. 
in, in your own involvement, you know, when you love it, you know, go after that, go after, you know, go after your heart, go after whatever you live. Um, two is um, read, read and listen to audiobooks of your genre and other genres. That's important. Three, um, connections through writers' conferences, through social media. The connections are so important, and you have to get out there and be a go-getter to go and um, do that. So connections are so important. Those are great. So, Susan, what do you have going on right now? What's your next project that you're working on, and then where can people find you? Okay, so I'm writing a book, um, another um, book that's uh, about gluten. So there's a lot of gluten sensitivity. In fact, uh, 10% of the human population has a form of a gluten-related disorder. That's one out of every 10 people. It's a high target market. When, when um, I'm teaching a class this summer at a writer's conference, it's called How to Sell a Thousand Books in Three Months. And I'm thinking about writing a book on that because I've done it. And so you want a large, tar specific target market. And so um, I'm working on that. I've also just um, finished an Audible book. So with my seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates, I just made it an Audible book. I went to acx.com and uh, found a narrator and paid her outright because since this sells such a high volume, I figure, oh, after a couple hundred sales, you know, I would have broken even. And then I want to look into um, creating a large print book for my seven steps book. And um, then we'll just see, uh, hopefully I'll get a traditional publisher and see what that experience is like and whether I like that or not. Um, one traditional publisher that um, I really like, he, he was like, Susan, you can just do it all on your own. You know, I, you know, you don't need us. And, you know, I sold 5,000 copies of seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates in the first 13 months. So, uh, you know, you have to juggle and I've been trying to juggle. And so, um, let's see, you can reach me at Susan, you Neal, N E A L dot com if you're interested in author coaching it's at susan com forward slash author coaching and just go there and look at all the different resources i provide for you on that page you know there's my story of how you know through rejection i found the genre and um there's just a lot of resources i have articles about how to sell a thousand books in three months and how to create a podcast tour and just, you know, on and on. So um, real good resources. Well, Susan, this has been a uh, great pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for helping out a ton of writers today and sharing your story and, uh, and you're having such great success and thanks for reaching out and coming on the show and being here. And so thank you for, for everything that you do and keep on doing it. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. Such a dream come true to be on this podcast. Thank you, Ryan. Well, there you have it. Prolific Writer Nation, Susan Neal. Go check out Susan's website. I'll put it in the show notes. And go check out her books. And uh, I love her story. Uh, and, and what we, we capture, I think, from Susan's story is probably a common story for all of us, is there's something that you can share uh, 
in your words, in your work. And, you know, a lot of times we don't know what to write about. And we're not sure. And even in fiction is your story is a powerful story. And even fictionalizing your own story and your experiences is where those ideas are found. And so Susan being able to talk about her own health and saying, hey, you know, I, I've been through this traumatic thing. Uh, I want to help people get healthy as I've gotten healthy and how important that is. And, uh, and I, I resonate with it too. I, I recently, my, my father uh, was sick in the hospital and you realize how precious life is. You realize how your health can be taken away in a moment, even with a, as Susan's story, a, a abscess in her tooth and how that took her out for quite a few months. And, uh, and so thank you, Susan, for sharing your story. Go check out her books, all her notes, our information will be in the, the show notes. And just a couple things before we get on out of here. Uh, thing number one, if you uh, have been enjoying this podcast and you want to stay apprised on the latest episodes, make sure you subscribe to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to this show. It's it, We're all over the place. And uh, yeah, so you don't miss another another episode. And another great way to, to not miss an episode is if you join my VIP list. Uh, I stay apprised on kind of what's going on in my world, but also latest episodes, um, a bunch of articles on writing that I write every week and other resources that are coming down the pipe. And one of those things I've been talking about a lot is the 45 day novel course that I am getting so close to. It's going to be awesome. It's going to blow your mind. And I'm really excited about the 45 day novel course. So I will uh, keep you apprised on that. Just finishing up touches and it's going to be available uh, soon and uh, going to help you write that novel you always want to write or uh, write that second or third one and, and talk about writing and editing and publishing and marketing and all that good stuff. And uh, it's a, it's just a full on blueprint of how to do that in a efficient, prolific manner. So I'm excited about that. And then another thing that you can do to help support this show is go to Patreon. Our uh, show is hosted by Project Entertainment Network, a bunch of podcasts. You can support this show and all the other shows and get some cool stuff. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And then lastly, if you enjoyed the show, and would like to leave a rating or review, please do so on iTunes. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And as always, thank you so much for listening in to The Prolific Writer. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to do this show and help you writers wherever you are in your journey to learn from you. Hopefully you can learn something from me and all our great guests. And I look forward to continue walking with you on this writing journey. And before I go, go get those words on the page. No, seriously, it's time. And I'll talk to you real, real soon. Join us each Wednesday on the Mondo Method Podcast, brought to you by Project Entertainment Network. The Mondo Method Podcast features authors Armand Rosamilia and Chuck Buddha as they discuss the writing process from both the veteran and the novice perspectives. Each episode ends with a segment called Marketing Morsels, where expert publicist Aaron Sweet Almahari teaches everyone how to promote their work and sell more books. Check us out on the Mondo Method Podcast on Project Entertainment Network. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Project Entertainment Network. 